Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of The Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Happy Yom Kippur! (laughs) Happy day after Yom Kippur. I hope that you you have recovered from your fast, and I hope that you have atoned for all of the sins that you committed in the last year. Can we just talk about Yom Kippur for a second? I, I... you know, sure. I, I love Passover. I think it's a great story. You love people. I, it's so nice. <laughs> and you, Rosh Hashanah is cool. It's like, hey, New Year. And then like Sukkot. Merry New Year. Sukkot. You get to eat outside. I mean, not that we ever do it or anything like that. Of course, Hanukkah, awesome. But I don't get gifts anymore because I'm not a kid. Man, I Hanukkah fucking hate holiday. Yom Kippur so much. Oh, gee, the day that you're supposed to refrain from eating, drinking, brushing your teeth, it's it's hanging out, doing all the fun things. Why would you hate oh, that? Oh, God, it's just like it makes me a fucking animal. I sort of got I mean, first of all, that's the it's, point. A, it's a source of confusion for me. Like, like I like to live my life thinking that I'm a, a I'm a nice guy. Like, so who am I supposed to who have I been a dick to? It's like, have I been a dick? Maybe I haven't. I didn't think I was a dick. Should I call someone up and say, like, gee, I'm really sorry for being a dick, but I'm not really sorry, sure that I was a dick for him? Dick. I mean, like, I don't know. It's totally well, confusing. But, but you're supposed to, it's a day of, of introspection. Right, you're right. So I'm thinking about this. Thinking about I'm thinking about it. I can't even think of anything really. Even if you're not, even if you're not a total dick. Okay. Even if you're not a total dick, you're supposed to think about, oh, maybe there are ways that I can do things better. Okay. Maybe... Sometimes I yell at my kids when I shouldn't. I have, don't have enough patience. Well, what if they deserve that? it? Or that's a different story. That's totally different. Yeah, I want them to fucking think about how they're being assholes. Me and how they're making me the that. asshole. Anyway, so exactly. So then, so there's that. So there's like a, this whole source of confusion. Like, have I been bad? I didn't really think so. Maybe I should be repentant. I don't even know. I th- isn't the whole thing about like the you know, Santa Claus being like, are you naughty or nice? Like, is that any different than this, really? No, but I'm Jewish. What do I care about Santa Claus? Well, no, I'm saying <laughs> this is what we have. Like, the, Christ- the Christian kid's like, oh, if you're nice, you get a gift. And for Jewish people, it's like, if you're naughty, you die. <laughs> you have to pound your <laughs> chest and not eat? Fuck. You die. I bet even well, the naughty you know, the kids days- get stuff for freaking Christmas. Yeah, because what person, what kid ever thinks like, no, I don't deserve right, that. Right, exactly. The so hot, the Hot Wheels car, but like the ten days in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the days of awe. <sighs> that's when it's decided who shall live and who shall oh die. My God. I don't know what's going to happen then. Anyway, so then, then well, you're still alive, right? You, you did make I it, made it so far, and then so far, and then I'm so I fasting's the worst thing ever. Oh my God. Fasting is fun. And, like, I'm addicted to coffee, so, like, I have that no coffee headache. I feel oh, like shit. Can I tell you something? I'm an asshole to everybody I, around I me. Have what? To, more of an asshole. Yes, more of an asshole to everybody. Yeah, right. But let me, let me tell you a story about the coffee thing. Because the coffee addiction is real. It's real, dude. I it's was totally dying. Real. Oh, yeah. It's way worse. Not drinking coffee is way worse than not eating for a day. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. your, your body is weak and whatever when you don't eat, but like you get that fucking sick caffeine withdrawal headache. Oh, yeah. oh, one one shaking. year, 
one year I was talking to my doctor about this. Yeah. I'm like, I have to stop drinking. I have to wean myself off of coffee for like a week just so I don't feel <laughs> gross. During, during Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. And, and he said, well, do you know what some Orthodox people do? What? I'm like, what? Coffee enema. <laughs> oh, no. Not a joke. What? Yes. That's some crazy so shit we, the Orthodox do, man. Dude, caffeine, caffeine addiction is real. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm a hangry... Uh, so, I'm a, so, you sh- so you shove coffee up uh, your ass. God, that's disgusting. Just to make sure that you get the caffeine. Mm. But I also have to add, and you know this because... What if you can make like a, a, a caffeine patch? <clears throat> that would well, be awesome. You can do that. That would be awesome. Yeah, like a nicotine yeah. patch, but... Like just I was like I was about to say, you you know the Muslim world just a little bit. Yeah. You've traveled yeah. extensively. Have you ever been? I'm sure you've been uh, during Ramadan. During Ramadan, yes. To a Muslim. Okay, country. so this is a source of discussion with with some Muslim friends. What's harder, right. Ramadan or Yom Kippur? They, okay. they are and convinced. What's the, what's the response? They are yeah. convinced that Yom Kippur is harder than 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 Ramadan. Why? Because okay. in Ramadan, you can get up at five in the morning when it's still dark out and, and eat any, your face yeah. off. It's called suhoor. Yeah. And then yeah. you can like sleep all day. I mean, this is Egypt. I mean, here, no. Right. Like in Egypt, they'd sleep to like two, three. You know, my Egyptian friends are like, ah, whatever. And then, you know, it's just a few hours before. And we, when, especially during the winter, like if it's December, it's just like a couple hours. And then, you eat and party all night. So, okay. that, Yom Kippur is like that is all 24 hours, man. 25. Oh, 25 hours, it's so yeah. hard. But what? one year, Michelle and I were in Morocco mm-hmm. during Ramadan. Yeah. And I noticed that it was people not being able to smoke that drove yeah, them fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. And that's and that made people really edgy. Okay, so I'm a I'm a hangry, decaffeinated motherfucker. Yeah. And then when I can You're eat, like the and when I eat, I eat yeah. like I can't. I, I fucking eat enough food for four days. I think I gained a pant like size. Like you've never eaten, like you've never oh, eaten before. Fuck! I'm like an animal. Yeah. It's disgusting. So what's the point? So what's the point? I don't of that? know. I hate it. What's the point of doing it? I, I'm converting. So why do you do it? I just hate Yom Kippur, man. So why do you do it? Because Lauren looks at me like I'm a bad person if I don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that's why I do it. Because, like, Lauren gives me this look like you're not going to do it. This is is the example you're going to set for your children. But you're a bacon-eating Jew. I know. Maybe that's what I need to atone for, but I don't know. So why this one day... Do you decide to go all out? I told you. Because Lauren gives me that look. Though, but, she, but she doesn't give you the look when you eat bacon. Well, because she likes bacon, too. Right. <laughs> so? Uh, it's because it's the it's the guilt. It's the built-up guilt over how much pork I've consumed in the previous year. Uh, choose That's what I beat my chest out. I was like, I wasn't addicted to anybody, but I ate a lot of pork. Yeah. But that's between you and God, yeah. not between you and. And God. I don't think God cares, honestly. Well, I, don't I mean, know. God's maybe ne- if God ate bacon, this wouldn't be a problem, you know. 
If God cared, you'd be dead already. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is all bullshit. No one can prove any of this crap. Eat as, eat as much bacon as you want. You're a heathen. <laughs> I was an animal you're last night. Heathen. Fuck, I ate so much food. Ugh. Sm- smoked fish. Ugh, lots of smoked fish. And then I was thirsty. Holy shit. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you eat the salty smoked You know what my friend Dave does? He comes home from synagogue. This is a good move. I'm going to do it next year. And he pops some Tylenol. Yeah. Just like prophylactically as he gets deeper into the fast and deeper without the, the caffeine. That's a good move. That's like me. I, I drop like four Tylenol before I ski because, you know, shit hurts yeah. these days. And like I'm going to do Wait, this. so he does it during the fast or after the it, fast? No, he does it during the fast. So that's breaking the yeah, fast. Yeah, but it's like it's Tylenol. Come on. Yeah, but if you're going to do that, you may as well have your coffee. <laughs> Come on. Look, if there's a Shabbat elevator, if my new if my new yeah. fridge came with a Shabbat setting, you can fucking take three Tylenol in the middle of your fast. I'm sorry. Wait, you have a Shabbat setting on your refrigerator? Yes. <laughs> we didn't even Wait, know. You, we opened this thing you, up and it was like, you, holy crap, it has a Shabbat setting. You bought it in B'nai B'rath? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> we had it shipped over from uh, from to Syed. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. It does. Oh, we have the Shabbat Whirlpool, baby. That's perfect. KitchenAid. It will keep... It'll keep your bacon cool on Shabbat. <laughs> yeah. No, I think what happens to... if you put it on the Shabbat setting, when you open the door to get the bacon out to cook it on a Saturday morning, the light doesn't go on in the fridge. That's my... Uh, it may not make thankfully. ice that day, too. I'm not sure. Oh, I need ice <laughs> on Shabbat. <laughs> I don't know. I'm afraid to touch it. I'm afraid to touch it. Like, all of a sudden, it'll, like... Hollis will sprout from the sides a, of the fridge and stuff. He'll touch it and it'll turn you into an orphan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't, don't touch don't the touch Shabbat it. setting. You might become orthodox. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So, Yom Kippur sucks. So, right now, based on this conversation, we already have shit to do <laughs> for next year. I'm just telling it like it is. I'm telling we're, it. We're getting a head start. I'm telling it like everybody year. feels this way. Like I said, we're the conscience of the nation. E- everybody feels this way. Now, apparently, we're also the conscience of a people. Of a pe- well, we are. Not just the nation. I am the shepherd. I Jewish am your conscience. shepherd. I am your shepherd. <laughs> your bacon eating shepherd. <laughs> I'm going to get a staff, get a ski pole as my staff. <laughs> That'll be Made awesome. of bacon. <laughs> bacon. <laughs> anyway, uh, so meanwhile, yes, but but the but the real thing about young people yeah. is the breaking the fast and the people you encounter at these uh, breaking fasts. We went to a lovely break fast. Yeah. We usually do it, um, yeah. But I don't know for some reason, Lauren. We did. We had people over for rush on a dinner. And we had this invitation to friends who 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 always do breakfast, and we always do breakfast, so we never get to do it with them. So it was, yeah. it was a very very nice breakfast, and they do something interesting. So my buddy wants like Middle Eastern breakfast, and his wife wants Ashkenazi Jew breakfast. So you have bagels and smoked fish, as well as like hummus and baba vanoush and fatir and all kinds of good Middle Eastern food. Which is very cool. That's a, that's a good combo. Yeah, it's a totally great combo. So it was very, very nice. We had a great time. Like I said, I ate like a fucking animal. 
And um, were you going heavier on the Middle Eastern stuff or on the? Well, you know fish? what? Look, I'm I'm going to Middle East in November. I'm going to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Saudi Arabia's like stolen all the great Lebanese chefs of the world because they pay them a huge amount of money, and like. Hummus is here is good, but it's not, you know, so it's, it's sort of like a busman's holiday for me to be eating Middle Eastern food. And it was good. It was from a decent Middle Eastern place and stuff like that. But I, I did. Ha- Where? In your, in your neighborhood? Yeah, in our neighborhood. There's no decent <laughs> Middle Eastern shit in your neighborhood. And then what are you talking about? Let's Panera bread is awesome. Um, yeah. Also, there's no decent Ashkenazic food in your neighborhood. So let's be clear about and, that, too. Well, so <laughs> we, um. I went heavy on the smoked fish and a little bit on the Middle Eastern. So yeah, but but you don't have real bagels and smoked fish in Maryland. I hate to break it to you. The smoked fish wasn't bad. The bagels definitely subpar. I mean, nothing was nothing is like you know like like you have, when you have the smoked upper, fish like the, like upper, the upper West, West Side, side. <laughs> Bonnie Greengrass. So so it was very it was very nice. Um, there was one kind of... I would love for Barney Greengrass to become one of the sponsors of the MA <laughs> Corner. Wouldn't that be amazing? The smoked fish sponsor of the MA Corner. And we could talk about it. We'd have like, a little, f- we'd have like a little advertisement about the yeah, bacon. and the, we could even have... About the, the locks and Gary eggs and onions. We could, have, we could have Gary Greengrass come on the show and talk about the bagels and locks from his and, and, from his emporium. And, and how to slice locks just right. Ooh. That it's a lo- it's Ooh. a it's a dying art. That and, and and Barney Greengrass, they they are the keepers of this of this art. They're they're yeah. the only ones. Well, there 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 are a few places, Russ and Daughters and Murray's right. and there there are some places, Zabar's. Right. It's Does Zabar's do as, as good a job there. with the with the locks? I don't think so. It's good. Yeah. I don't buy mine from there right. because I have better places closer by. But yeah, you can teach Spanish decent. guys anything. Yeah, yeah, they can <laughs> cut the locks. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that reminds me of the time we went. Uh, my dad took me Yankee game with a cousin, and we went to the Court Deli. You know the court deli near Yankee Ooh, Stadium, yeah. yeah, and it's a I kosher don't know if it deli. Still exists though, and it had been purchased by a Puerto Rican family, and my cousin, who we went, it's like my second cousin, doesn't you know he was brought up basically without a lot of Judaism in his life, and um, he ordered like a corned beef sandwich and asked for like Swiss cheese on it. And the Puerto Rican waitress like went off on him. She was like, "This is a kosher deli. What the hell are you talking about?" Yeah. It was really funny. You fucking idiot. <laughs> fucking idiot. So back to breakfast. So there was one like minor yeah. hiccup to this to this breakfast. Like I said, yeah. it was lovely. The food is great. Our friends are really terrific, and so on and so forth. But you know, you bring a lot of different people together. Whatever. At some point towards the end of the evening, I was sitting on their couch, and they had this giant screen TV. And um, my buddy's in, really into college football. And I was sitting with one of the other guys, and another guy came and sat down. And I was... Is your friend a big, is your friend a big gambler? No. No, no, no. Does he gamble? On, then why is he into college football? I don't know. Well, you know, he went to a big college football school and so on and so forth. Whatever, you know. Fucking, to each his own, I guess. Lame, but go on. Right. And so, like, yeah, you, go on. so anyway, and you know my view of college football. These guys should be paid... They're, you know, they're not athletes. They're not, they're athletes. They're not getting an no, education. They're, athletes. they're, they're professors, not right. They're not getting an education. The whole argument that, oh, they're getting a free education is bullshit. Bullshit. Um, bullshit. Anyway, and they're, you know, predominantly 
young African-American men who are playing for, you know, big crowds in Alabama or wherever who are predominantly white and they're not getting educated. They could get hurt. They're out. You know, it's just it's a terrible situation. Anyway, so I'm like half paying attention to it, half like scrolling through my Twitter feed. And so this guy I had never met before sits down and he introduces him. Hey, how you doing? Hey, and he talks to the other guy, whatever. And he says, they start talking about college football. I'm listening out of one year. Guy says, you know, it's really terrible that Joe Paterno's reputation will forever be tainted. And I just kind of look up and I said, huh? for covering up the huh? abuse of 12-year-old boys, that's terrible that his reputation will be tainted? Yeah, yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Dude? That's how That's how college football has, like, diseased the mind. Wait. This is a guy, he's a so father. He's like, well, you know, he didn't do it. Sandusky did it. I said... Yes, oh, okay. Sandusky but did do it, but Pritur- Well, how do you know Paterno? I was like, did you read the Louis Free report? I mean, it's so yeah, abundantly seriously. clear. The entire athletic department at Penn State knew and, and covered it up. Yeah. People are They're fucking pieces of shit. Pieces of shit. So, but poor Joe Paterno, because college football is the most fucking important thing on the on the face of the earth. This is a Jewish guy. Yeah. this? unbelievable. This is how, you know, That's my first day at Vassar College, we were at, like, yeah. some thing, and the new president of Vassar, show, you know, came to greet the new freshmen and whatever, and there was, like, this forum. And someone got up and said, will there ever be football at Vassar? Just being snarky. Like, no one really thought it yeah. was, right? And yeah. she had come from, I believe it was Bucknell. She had been the provost at Bucknell, and so she had to deal with, like, yeah. you know, football disasters on weekends and so on and so forth. And she said the bottom line is, I think... Um, College football really distorts uh, the values of the university and it diverts resources away from what our primary core mission is. And no, Vassar will never have football. And I think, you know, in looking back on it, you see everything that's happened in big time college sports. She was absolutely right, you know. These college. Emory Emory doesn't. Emory didn't have football, doesn't have football. Right. And. you know, the um, it, a lot of the Emory money came from Coca-Cola. Right, from Woodruff's, right. For, and one of the stipulations for the money was no football. Right. And, you know, so the argument Emory that the football, football is somehow beneficial to the university, <laughs> no, it's beneficial to the athletic department and the college well, football yeah. coaches who are often the highest paid state employee. Um, it is better. It would be one thing if, like that, but re- monetarily, if that only. revenue went to the English department, um, if it went to the art history department, if it went to science programs, if it went to any- now you're just talking. Now you're just talking. No, it's nonsense. nonsense. It's nonsense because we need to now have our modern nonsense. day arena where young, predominantly African American men beat the fuck out of each other for our entertainment potentially killing themselves or grievous brain injuries well, for our entertainment. Causing brain So this brain guy... Damage, but, then God for, but then God forbid any of them decide that they want to somehow voice their right. opinions on it's matters that are important it's to them, that they're un-American and, and they're they, ungrateful. Un- they're ungrateful. ungrateful. Right. They're ungrateful. Because we they're are getting allowing paid. them... They're getting paid. They should sit down and shut up, stand up for the... To entertain the flag. Us. If it wasn't for this great country, they wouldn't get paid. It's been so good exactly. to African Americans. You know Pro- protest on your own time. So then this guy. So well, to to quote, hold yeah. on, to quote Jeff Spicoli. <laughs> if I'm here 
and you are here, doesn't this make it our time? <laughs> God, I love that movie. Um, even though, as we've said previously, I look at it with a different perspective now. But anyway. Well, it's... I mean, it was the 80s. Um, but I made the point about, you know, these young African-American guys. Sure, they get admitted to college, but they're not really educated. They get, you know, passed through, you know, their parks and recreation majors. They don't have to go to class, you know, whatever. It's all bullshit, the idea that that they're getting an education. And so this guy, and we were watching, it was the Virginia Tech game. And he's like, well, there are a lot of white guys on the Virginia Tech team, and, they, and, they, and they're <laughs> engineers. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And like, well, the, didn't really the grad, that, yeah, did he? yeah, yeah. And the graduation rate is like 77% or something. Well, so if you're like, if you're pushing these guys through, if you're giving them, you know, every break, yeah. they're not, and they're not really being I'm educated. Gu- I'm going to guess that you didn't exchange phone numbers with this guy. He said it was great arguing uh, with me. And then he's like, you really? know, he goes, he goes, you know, it's not that I, I disagree with you. And so, like, and then he goes, he goes, he's like, well, if you don't like it, you should go to Penn. And so I said, and, the, and my buddy who was sitting with me, we were like, I did. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he went Fucking to Penn. I was dick. like, yeah, I got my PhD there. Yeah. That shut him up, I'm sure. And then he goes, and he's like, how long did it take you? I was like, seven years. He's like, why did it take so long? I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? What does this guy do? <laughs> he's a dentist. Mm. Okay. So go shove your hands in somebody's <laughs> mouth and shut the fuck up. Anyway, it was like one of the dumbest conversations I've took, ever had on Yankee Poor. I hope you took a fistful of whitefish salad <laughs> and shoved it up this guy's ass. <laughs> oh, my fucking not God. That I advocate, not that I advocate violence. No, 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 no. But like, holy no. shit. I was like, whatever. I was like, well, yeah. it took me so long because, you know, like, I had to go live abroad. I had to write a dissertation. I was nice about it. You know, I wasn't a total dick, but whatever. Well, I was just, I was kind of shocked about, the, it, you know, people ask about PhDs. They, they don't, people don't really understand, especially when you do something like comparative politics or a history PhD, like things that require field research and so on and so forth. People don't realize right. that. And so that's totally, that's totally legit. I was just, comp- well, how long did how long did it take this guy to finish dental school? I don't know. I didn't ask him. Um, you didn't no, ask no, no, him, no. where did he go to dental school? Yeah, I don't know. And I guess I was a dick. I wasn't that interested in him. And then, but like. So I think both of you, I think both of you have what to atone for, <laughs> for next year. Well, holy shit. He does lamenting the, 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 that Joe Paterno does yeah, not seriously. have, you know, it, it, we don't I feel still badly worship for Joe, Joe Paterno's. Paterno. I feel badly for Joe Paterno's legacy <laughs> and memory. What a fucking maroon. Uh, God. And, like, Penn State's good now. So, like, everybody's like, oh, yay, Penn State's back. But fuck. Great. Great. Now they can cover up more crimes. <laughs> Amazing. But speaking of crimes, well, they're not really crimes. Yes. But Puerto Rico, man, that's a crime. It's a uh, crime against humanity. Fucking. It really is. Fucking! I you but know you know. Here's my theory. This administration doesn't give. This administration doesn't give a shit about the people in Puerto Rico because they're non-white. Exactly. That's the bottom if line. If you're a brown person and the water comes, you you're know, on your fucking own. Yeah, you're on your own. Do we think that you're on your own? Do we think that President Trump knew that Puerto Rico is an American colony and that those people are American I, citizens, though they can't vote? 
for the presidency and their think, representative of Congress as a non-voting seat. Do, they, do, do, do you think he knew that? I think he knew maybe the first thing, that, it's a, that it <laughs> belongs to us, but I don't think he quite grasped that they are citizens of this country. <laughs> well, regardless, I'm not joking. even if they're citizens, they're brown, so they're second-class right, so citizens. so they don't matter. And they're, you know, they're not his constituents anyway. Like, they don't vote right, for him. Right, exactly. So they don't, they don't matter. Their lives don't matter. And the fact is, this jackass who for however long was tweeting about, oh, Bob is playing golf, and I'm never going to play golf, <laughs> right. and I'm in the He's White House, golf. is the biggest fucking liar on the planet. Because <laughs> that's all he fucking does is play golf. Dude, I just wanna... And we have people who are dying in Puerto Rico, and he's tweeting about the NFL and about God only knows what from Bedminster, his fucking golf well, how about course. All these fu- he doesn't how give about a all shit. these fucking monkeys in Congress? So there are more people... In Puerto Rico than there are in these, like, deep red states where people are just obsessed with denying people health care, giving them more guns, being homophobic, Islamophobic, all these things. This is what – this is the agenda. I'm not saying the people who necessarily live there, but this is the agenda of the people who represent these states. So there's, like, five or six, like, deep red states that have troglodyte representatives and – um they have less people than the people in Puerto Rico, and no one really gives a shit. You know, when it was Houston in, you know, deep red Texas, everybody was like, ah, there was no discussion of budgetary offsets for relief and so on and so forth. Florida, where, you know, you have, you know, crazy ass Republican politics, no discussion of it. Puerto Rico, we couldn't give a fuck. Or the poor people in the U.S. Virgin Islands. They're not, you know. No, nobody cares, nobody about, cares about them. Nobody Listen, cares. It all, as I long mean, as we, Katrina, and, and you know what, Katrina, how, what did they do to help people nothing. in New Orleans? It took them way too Sandy, long to nothing. get people down there. Nothing. They just they do not respond well. No, to but they prices. got high marks you know for for Harvey and Irma, and they did do well in relatively well in Harvey and Irma. I mean, you know, FEMA was there, National Guard, the whole nine yards. I, to a certain extent, they were they were lucky with Irma because it didn't do right. the damage that they were projecting it to right. do, and they got really lucky. But they didn't get lucky now in Puerto yeah. Rico. And you know what? You can't you can't base your governing style on well, maybe it won't be as bad right. as we think, right? Because it's fucking bad, and people are dying, and people are are there's not enough water. There's you not know it's going to be an embarrassment when when. All of these foreign countries show up with relief, like the Emiratis, the Qataris, the Israelis all like land in Puerto Rico and like set up relief. You know what I mean? Like, but Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico is an island surrounded, surrounded by, by an by ocean. Water. Big water. Big, Big water. water. Ocean Fuck. water. Uh, what a f- I mean, come on. A fucking fifth grader knows better right. than this. It's unbelievable. This is just, I will give credit to uh, the governor of Mal- Maryland, who I think is a toad. Um, he activated the Maryland National Guard and ordered them to provide relief to Puerto Rico. That's, you know, it's, it, isn't that amazing? Like the federal, these guys, these governors are, and I think this has happened in a number of states, are like, we can't fucking wait for the federal government. Let's just activate the guard ourselves and send our people down there. Well, that's what's happening when you have when people are coming to the realization that the government can no longer function. So you're gonna have to take shit into your own hands 
to get shit done. Dude, I'm serious. Sorry, the federal government is not. I'm starting to prep, man. Seriously. What do you? What do you? No, like, what if there's like some massive hurricane that hits the mid-Atlantic region? You know, no power, no anything. Or. What if there's a strong gust of wind in Montgomery yeah, County? Yeah, I'd be out without power for like a fucking week. So, or what if it snows two inches? In no, oh my County? god, I don't want to think about it. We'll be we'll be shut in for for months, two inches. So, yeah, seriously, how how will the commission ever change the name <laughs> of those street names if there are two inches of snow it's on the ground? Amazing. Seriously, I'm start, I'm going to start digging a hole under the basement. I'm going to store. You know, peanut butter and tuna fish and peanuts and ammo for my Uzi, my Jewish gun. Because you're Uzi. Uzi. I'm telling you, you're on your fucking own. This is scary. I'm going to put like $5,000 of cash in this hole in in the basement. I'm prepping, man. The libertarians are the libertarians are winning. They are, man. They're winning. No government. You, oh want, you want to see what life is going to look like with no government? It's going to be great. I'm going to have to break next Yom Kippur in the in the bomb shelter in the backyard with canned tuna fish and the dude who loves Joe Paterno. Fuck! Maybe, maybe he can bring bacon. <laughs> you should. You know what? When you're planning for your disaster, your disaster planning, you want to have a dentist in that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just yeah. in case I get so like in a, case somebody like has something, a toothpick. yeah, something caught in my teeth or something. <laughs> <laughs> in case you get some of the tuna fish stuck in between your teeth, yeah, he can fucking clean it out. <laughs> Dude, seriously though, I'm prepping. I'm starting to prep. This is no joke. You're on your Doctor, own. Forget the federal government. Doctor Ira Dushowitz is going to clean your teeth. <laughs> Doctor Dushowitz. Yeah, forget the government, man. Doctor Dushowitz. <laughs> <laughs> we are we're <laughs> Doctor Dushowitz DDS DB. He's gonna clean your teeth. Bring the floss, <laughs> douche. He's gonna come in his like Penn State jersey. Unbelievable. Uh, Is that where he went to school? I know. I don't even think he went thing? to school there. Just like you oh, know. Jesus. Anyway, uh, but ser- we shouldn't bag on dentists no. because as a, I have a great dentist. A rule that, I have a great dentist. Yeah, He's from Lebanon. <gasps> Go to an Arab dentist. But it's okay. He's one of the he's one of the good ones. He's Christian. exactly right. That's it. he yeah. is. He's one of the good ones. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's okay. not creeping Sharia. <laughs> Meanwhile, creeping Sharia has hit Alabama. Oh my God! He's a that fucking guy. He would he fits he, in right well with he, all with every fundamentalist from any fucking exactly. religion. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Exactly. exactly. Jesus we're Christ. Worried about, we're worried about creeping Sharia. Well, we already fucking have it. We do. It's called fundamentalism. It's called evangelicalism. So can we run through... The guy in Alabama is a fucking nightmare. So let's run through Roy Moore's basic platform, other than hate. He is... I mean, let's break That's down it. the hate. You just ran he's through a, it. He's a, he's a homophobe. He... Check. ...is a racist... Check. Uh, he's got to not like Jews. Um, although he hasn't uh, been open about Im- it. I can, one can only imagine. <laughs> one can only imagine. <laughs> Doesn't like Jews. He believes his country is in moral decay. It must be because of the Jews who control Hollywood. Or the, or the foreigners that we brought right, in the, here. The brown or people. the homosexuals. The homosexuals, the brown the people. Um, he, he, that pretty much sums he it up. Thinks that, he thinks that, that homosexuals should be jailed. 
That's fucking crazy. Yeah. He's a sick bastard. Well, he's... This guy's been held in contempt twice, and the fucking Republicans in Alabama elected him. Jeez. Right, because he's the heir heir to Jefferson Beauregard Sessions. Do you know that... Do you know that... Some guy, some some novelist, some Jewish novelist who lives in Alabama had a piece, I think, in yesterday's post. And he's like, oh, it's really not so bad, blah, 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 blah. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is like Stockholm Syndrome. Exactly. Exactly. You know what? Drive to, drive to Atlanta, spend the weekend there, and then rethink your position on Alabama, <sighs> my Jewish friend. Fuck. Demented. We live in a demented world. All right. Yes, we do. But that's why our voices matter now more than I ever. I am your shepherd. <laughs> Pass the bacon. Pass the bacon. All right, I think this one's in the books. On that, We're out of here. On that happy note, we are out. See you. So, Shana Tova. Shana Tova.